What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we recapping week 10 of the NFL and shit, it was a crazy weekend of football. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. These are your hosts for the show. I'm Paul Pickham, and I co-host as always. I know what it is. Hey, man, you already know, man. It's your boy, Kev. Water boy, Savoy, talking that shit, eating the motherfucking eating these motherfucking picks because I look crazy for some of these games. How the fuck do the Redskins beat the Eagles? I mean, the commander, the commies beat the Eagles. These are questions that the football guys just want to see, that the football guys is only football guys can answer. Hey, bro, that, they, them boys playing their fucking heart out this week. And I'm not going to lie, some teams played their fucking heart out this week. Man, but real quick, before we jump into everything, I'm going to break down how we went, as always. Kev went six and seven. Ah! And I went eight and five. So I claimed this week. But as a total year standing, Kev is still leading 71, 60, and one to my 68, 63, and one. But it's only three games back. Bro, these games are insane. The fact that, like, you get to a point now, you really can't cost it. How the fuck did the Lions beat the Bears by one point? Like, these are things you just can't call. Like, you don't see this coming. So. I knew it was going to be a close game, and that boy Goff has finally dude his own fucking victory. He was due one. He was, what is it, one in ten within, like, point games within, like, three now? That's insane. This is their first road win all season. And then you got motherfuckers like the Cardinals beating a shit out of the motherfucking um, – not Niners. Who the Cardinals beat the shit out of? The Rams? The Rams, yeah. Backup versus backup. Cooper Cup disappeared in like the first ten seconds. Shit was insane. How, you know he got hurt in the first after the first drive. He didn't play the rest of the game. He, he I know. Screamed. I I got him on fantasy. I'm like Cooper oh, okay. Cup three points. What the fuck did a did an earthquake drop in LA? Like what the fuck they got going out there? And since 2021, fun fact: the Cardinals are 11 and three on the road, which is insane because they suck. They definitely do suck, especially on the road and especially against Sean McVay. It don't add up. And these motherfuckers get dubs on the road. Like, I'm going to start. That's low-key. If I was a betting man, I started looking like, hold on. Cardinals underdogs on the road? Hmm, I'll cash that every time. D-hop effect. They win in games now that he's back. Was it two of three now they won the games that he's back? That's insane. But, oh, yeah, and then the motherfucking. All right, so let's get into the Kev's Water Boys games of the week, man. So, bro, this is such a great week of football. So, like. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you pick one. I'm gonna pick one, and there's gonna be a unanimous one. So, you would you like to go first, Pablo? Oh uh, yeah, I'll go first. Fuck it. Uh, my water game. Uh, the water boy game of the week. The Colts beating the Raiders. I was on the Colts. I the Frank fuck Frank Reich was fully in effect. Them boys fuck. and I did say also on the show. That the veterans in the locker room don't want to lose. They didn't want to lose. Like they weren't trying to tank. And I, I was shocked as everyone else that Matt Ryan got the start. But when I saw Matt Ryan got the start, I was like, oh, Jeff, Jeff Saturday's on the same page. Like we're gonna, we're fucking winning some games this year. No, I respect that game to the fullest. Just off the fact, I, I'm, I, I was on that game to the fullest. Just off the face, that motherfucking. Jeff Saturday kind of was like, yo, we have Jonathan Taylor. We have Matt Ryan. Let's win with these motherfuckers. And he shut everybody up. Like, you you can't you can't say shit to a motherfucker. Talking about so he ain't got no experience. If he got 
if he if he's unlocking what you need to win, you got Jonathan Taylor breaking for 69 yard touchdowns and shit. Matt Ryan going up top to motherfucking um not Himes. Was it Himes? It might have been Himes. But um like No, Himes is looked, out of there. He, he uh Paris Campbell was his favorite target. They look good. Like I was like, the Colts? What the fuck? So Jeff Saturday might know something. He probably gave them boys a motivation. He told the O-line. Because what I was really thinking that Jeff they picked up Jeff Saturday for was like, okay, maybe he can get the O-line right. He got the niggas right. How many did they give up any sacks? Uh, I believe they gave him a sack or two, but they didn't give up four. So it's already a fucking step in the right direction. Yeah, gave up one sack. But Matt Ryan had his best day. No interceptions either. Just 21 of 28. Like, he didn't throw 45 times in a game. Because Jonathan Taylor looked the best he's been. And the, the Jeff Saturday might be the reason. They might got everything going now. Who knows? That's insane. Because think about it. Jeff Saturday is their coach for the next, like, he pulled like a Rick, a Rick Passaccia on the ass and it really um, gets that team to the playoffs. Yeah, and Jim Irsay was clowning some people on Twitter. He like tweeted out. It was like, yeah, everyone that clowned me, all I do is fucking like hire winners. I can't remember what it was, but it was some funny shit. Like, yeah, even Jim Irsay's relishing in the fact that like, what's up now? All that shit y'all was talking about Jeff Saturday. Although I want to say, I want to say he hires winners, but you know what I'm saying? He hires people that think winning is cool. Uh, what what's your game? What's what's the second game? Bro, I gotta give it to the motherfucking Saints and um who them bum ass niggas that beat their ass. Steelers. Oh, TJ Watt effect is back, bitches. Like that's what I got from that game, motherfucking. I didn't even watch that bitch like crazy like that because it was I was on red zone all day and it was only a ten twenty game. But I just like the motherfucking Ken Pickett to George Pickens doing their thing, eating. Like this team is a this team is Mike Mike Tomlin the way us maybe not into the playoffs because AFC so deep but to a winning record the TJ Watt effect is here you got Najee Harris going for 20, 20 attempts and ninety nine yards like broke for thirty six type shit like yeah even looked, the backup was cooking James Warren like the fucking not James Warren Jalen Warren and Kenny Pickett used his legs a little bit in this matchup. They got Pickens the ball, even if it, they did fucking, like, end-around runs for him. Like, Pickens is a playmaker, and they finally found a way to get his ass involved. Now, that shit is actually funny, because I just be sitting there thinking, like, yo, what is these motherfuckers, like, game plan so, every week? But they figure it out. So, fucking, last week one, Highsmith had three sacks. Why? Because TJ Watt was fucking getting the penetration, getting double-teamed everything. This week, Highsmith with two sacks. Highsmith hasn't had a multi-sack game since, I think, week one. So, like, that's the T.J. Watt effect. Even if he's not getting the numbers, everyone else around him can because he's getting all the co- – he, he's just a fucking force. Nah, dead ass, man. So, that was a good game. But I also got to put respect on the motherfucking Cowboys versus the Packers. We got Aaron Rodgers coming back down 14. And, bro, they said – um. I heard somebody say that everybody on the Cowboys must be Muslim because they ain't, they was not respecting my dog Christian Watson, kid. Three touchdowns, and he and it was so raw listening to Sunday Night Countdown. And Tony Dungy's from Tampa. Like, Tony Dungy used to be at my football games when I played Little League because his son played for the Luke's Chiefs. Like, I used to see I used to see him Saturday, and then I would go on Sunday and see this nigga on TV, and I was like, that's insane. And now that I know, like, there's planes and tickets, there's plane rides and shit I had to go with that, I'm like, that's crazy. But the first thing he says, coming out of Tampa, Florida, Plant High School's very own Christian Watson. First snap, three touchdowns, couldn't do nothing about him. Highest snap percentage of the year, 
highest uh I think targets of the year. They got him fucking involved and, and like it looked good. One thing I will say is we I Cowboys they got two early interceptions from Dak. Why? Like why are you throwing the ball early? They they start running the ball at halftime, second half, running the ball. Like uh Tony Pollard Ian, even the rookie running back, I don't know his name, but he was Ian up the middle also. And like the running game is working, but now you're playing catch. Like that's just the thing with Dak. I feel like when Dak is in, they throw the ball so much that they create turnovers and then they have to play catch up ball for the rest of the game. Versus when Cooper Rush was in, they just running the ball since the jump. And what has beat the Packers all year? Running the ball. They the Cowboys did it to themselves as usual. Like like stop trying to force Dak to throw forty pass. I think he threw like forty eight passes this game. Like this is this is why you lose. That's actually insane to have Dak throwing that bitch like that. But hey, man, Jair Alexander had him a day too. He was locking shit up every time I see him on the red zone. He was they pull up. <laughs> no five zone in this motherfucker. You know they were playing zone, uh, but when he did play man against CD, he locked him up. But the uh, when they weren't playing that, CD had a game. He had like eleven catches, two touchdowns, one hundred and fifty yards. Like he his ass went off, and I was like, oh shit! Like okay, CD, I see you now. I wasn't. I didn't think he was a legit wide receiver one, but if you're able to put up stat lines like that and eat the way he did. I can't, I can't take, I can't knock him for it. Bruh, every time I see CD, I'm a big fan of CD Lamb. I think he's a great talent. I liked him in college. I liked him at the draft when his girl was taking, girl looked like she was about to check his phone. He took that bill. Like, CD Lamb's a great talent. I just don't know what it is consistently. I feel like maybe with a different quarterback, maybe on a different scheme, he could really show. And like, I always agreed with you when he said he wasn't number one, but he showed his fucking ass this week. Yeah. I mean, it's not his fault that they lost. I'll say that much. But yeah, man. But on to the motherfucking game of the week, that game of the year that somebody, not gonna say no names, that nigga right there, says is not the game of the year. Can't beat the it doesn't beat the Dolphins versus the Ravens. But I think the Dolphins versus Bills was the game of the year until this week. The Vikings versus the fucking Bills. And my biggest takeaway from this shit, Jay Jettis is the best receiver in the league. And that's what that's the that's the same league with Cooper Cup in it. Nah, but Jay Stettis ain't going for 2,000 this year like my boy Tyreek down in South Beach. Yeah, Tyreek is going to go for 2,000. I'm not going to lie to you. And if he does that shit, that should be crazy. But Jay Stettis, these grabs that this man catch, like, are insane. This one, that one hand grab. late ones. Yeah, those late, that fucking, that was nuts. Imagine, like, bro, reminds me, like, of a basketball player that you kind of just, that kind of just, like, hey, I'm taking this game over. Doing that at wide receiver, the only position in the motherfucking, the only position in football where you have to ask for the ball, and you're over here being a showstopper, it's just like, we're not saying Kirk Cousins is good, we're not saying Kirk Cousins is bad, we just know Kirk Cousins can hit Jay Jettis when he needs it. That's insane. I mean, Kirk, the Vikings are kind of doing something similar as the Cowboys. They threw those two early interceptions, the Bills scored on both of those drives off those interceptions, and it was looking like Oh, the Bills is, I mean, Josh Allen ended up playing and Josh Allen was able to sling that bitch. So it was like, okay. And he ran a lot. Like it didn't look like, especially on the runs where he was dropping his shoulder into some people. It was like, okay, this, he's, we he might not be a hundred percent, but he definitely looks like 85%. Like he looks good out there. 
but those late those those, those late game mistakes that forced the game into overtime and then on top of it the overtime interception like I think Josh Allen's phenomenal talent. I love watching him. He's probably the most fun quarterback to see in the NFL, but he has a little bit of that Carson Wentz in him where he's some, if something's not there, he still tries to force it to be there. And when that happens, we see those interceptions happen. Sometimes they're dropped, so it's like, okay, on to the next play. But when something like that happens in overtime and it's highlighted upon, it's like, damn, like, where the fuck were you throwing that to? No cap. And I don't want to leave this just to the quarterbacks. I think this is an all-around awesome game to everybody. I think that was a good play by Patrick Peterson, but it's fourth and two. So if you don't get the um, if you don't get the fourth, like you got um, the game's over regardless. But um, it was the it was the back. It was the this is what really got me was when they I'm watching Jay Jettas. I'm watching Jay Jett. First off, Dalvin Cook's run to break was fucking insane. But I'm literally watching them boys drive down, and I'm thinking, like, yo, the one? Uh, uh. I don't know if they could do that on the Bills' defense. And I don't know how many times the Bills' defense stopped them at the goal line because every time I screamed. But when they got all those stops, and I was like, that's insane. And then you see the deep – like you said, man, the defense was in that big – They're having a giddy contest, right? And these motherfuckers, just for the next play, these motherfuckers botch the snap. I'd rather you take a fucking safety. These motherfuckers, bro, I'm telling you, if I'm Kevin O'Connor, that's according to coach's name, Kevin O'Connor. Oh, for the Vikings, it's Kevin O'Connell. For the Bills, it's, um, um, I'm blanking. Uh, What's his name? What was the other name you said? Not Sean McDermott, but Sean something. Something. Yeah, no, it is Sean McDermott. It is Sean McDermott. Oh, okay. Sean McDermott, motherfucker. I'm, if I'm him, I'm pissed. I'm livid. I'm insane. I'm like, there's no way that our defense literally did everything we paid him for. Just for you motherfuckers to give this ball up. And the fact that they drove it back down, you could say that Gabe Davis catch wasn't a catch because it wasn't. But, hey, if the refs didn't call it, then it's a catch. And every time. And you can't but, challenge it within two minutes, which made it even worse. Like the, I know Kevin O'Connell at that point is like mother, like fuck this rule. <laughs> nah, dead motherfucking ass. But that was a good fucking play by them boys. Oh my goodness, that fumble was terrible. We forgot to bring up that fumble, that fumble in the second quarter. But motherfucking, this game was insane. Back and forth, the defense was doing making plays, the offense was making plays like both sides, and going into overtime. You see, motherfucking Kirk Cousins. They really could have ended that bitch, but they 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 couldn't they couldn't finish it in the red zone. But like watching this game the entire time, I was just like, wow. I want to see when did uh, Josh Allen throw that first interception? I know it was in the second quarter, not second quarter, but second half. This is actually interesting, right? While you're looking that up, do you think right? So Josh Allen, you can't. It's hard to say that Josh Allen was hurt the way he was running motherfuckers over and shit like that. But do you think? A non one hundred percent or semi like or like a non one hundred percent or a semi semi hurt Josh Allen kind of kind of those those like you said when you guys played the Dolphins he probably had like four or five throws that could have been interceptions and do you think those throws that he makes that he forces and he makes happen don't that's like just the injuries kind of just like oh yeah there is no like grace there's no fifty fifty no more these all these balls are eighty twenties now I th- I think it's more like. Because outside of this game, I know he has two this game, but prior to this game coming into it, he had eight interceptions. Now he has ten. Like, 
He's Ooh. right behind Matt Ryan, and I just think it's in. Like last year, he got away with some drops and like something, but he he still had a good amount of interceptions. It's just like after a certain turn of uh, after a certain time, they started running with him a lot more, so he wasn't throwing as much. He was like they were just unstoppable, but. In the back side of him, he still has the capability of making those mistakes. It could be like, like, almost like Tua right now. I I love Tua, but it's also like the scheme they're running is great for Tua not to make mistakes. He's making good reads. Two great players that can get space and separation. If you take that away, if it was a lot of jump balls and a lot of shit like that, then you start seeing like, okay, maybe he could start throwing interceptions. So like with Josh Allen, I think. He has great talent, but they lost Brian Dayball. And Brian Dayball is looking what he's doing for the Giants with J- Danny Dimes and them. Like, I think that hurts them a lot. So now the game, the, it's a different system they're trying to run from Ken Dorsey. And they're not, I just, he's, it's not highlighting him as much. Like, he can still get wins. It's almost like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson sometimes throws these ducks, but sometimes he makes these highlight plays. So it's kind of like you get, you give and you take. Those mistakes are going to be highlighted upon, though, I think, in playoffs and stuff. Like, like unless he plays a stellar game, no interceptions, then he has the other game where he might throw two interceptions, three interceptions, trying to squeeze you into tight windows when the play is already dead. No, it's crazy. At this point, the Bills are so good. They're the number one, they're the number one team in the AFC to me, even though the Chiefs have been balling and nobody wants to talk about it. But motherfucking, they make too many mistakes to be the best. Like, to be the best, you don't – you can be the number – the Packers were the number one team in the NFC last year and got knocked the fuck out by the motherfucking 49ers on a fucked up punt, on a punt block. Like, like being number one doesn't really mean shit. It's being the best and being able to um really make those – really make those – really be locked in and focused in, the, in prime situations. And I think that's something we're not seeing from the Bills, especially in this regular season. Like, how many times have we seen Josh Allen at the end of the game throw his fucking – take his helmet off the screen, fuck – or like crying to somebody's shoulders type shit. Like, yeah, and um, they said that the Bills since twenty twenty and one score games, they're one in six or one in seven. Like, so take that with what you want to take it for. But it's like if the game is kind of close, who I don't know how all those games ended, but it's just like they're not winning these close games. And these last couple of weeks, they've been terrible in the second half. Like the, the Packers game, you thought was a blowout, slowly came back. Second half, only a field goal. They haven't scored a second half touchdown um, all year. That's crazy. Not all year and all year, but in the last three weeks. That's crazy. They only put up six six points in the second half this week, and that counts the motherfucking field goal to fucking to take the game in the overtime. Yeah, like so. They're definitely beatable if if and why it's if they're making their own mistakes and if Josh Allen is the one making those mistakes it will be highlighted upon like right now he's not they're not even first in the division anymore they're third they're behind the Jets and the Dolphins but like everybody in your division is low key has a chance to go to the playoffs right now that's insane yeah uh, but let's get into these games real quick we got to go all the way our first game of the week was in Germany early in the morning. The Buccaneers beating the motherfucking Seahawks. We both took the Seahawks here as the dog. The Bucks, they, they got it done. Chris Godwin had a game. Fucking Ricard White, the backup running back. I think that's the big key was the backup running back had 105 yards. Like, Linda Fournette was out of the game. He got hurt, and they just didn't look back at Ricard White. And then Godwin, late game touchdown to kind of ice it. Like, they were looking – they kind of looked good. The defense was getting sacks. 
first off, fuck the Seahawks because I literally choose against y'all every week. And I said, hey, I hate the Bucks a little bit more. So I, I'm going to trust y'all to handle business in Germany. Instead, y'all had to take that second flight back. Fuck them. But on some real shit, I think the Seahawks just started off this game slow. And I think the biggest, their biggest key was when they did pick up momentum, they had that fumble. And that fumble got ended up being um, Brady ended up taking that drive, taking that down for them to get the, um, the um, I want to say the touchdown to Chris Godwin. So that's when they're like, they still picked up steam and they looked good. Like they were scoring everything, but it was a little too little too late. Yeah. I mean, uh, they had three points going into the fourth quarter. And then, uh, so can't you can't wait to the fourth to try to uh, play hero ball sometimes. It doesn't work out. They couldn't get Kenneth Walker going. I think they were supposed to win this game. Especially, oh, I forgot. That bum-ass boy. You see, why, why do people put Brady outside? Like, it's always a pick every time. Uh, that was actually his second on the season. He uh, he had, like, it was a, some crazy streak going on. He was about to break the record, and he just came just too short to break the record. Of what? Picks? Yeah, because his first pick was, like, so many throws ago because his first pick was the very first week, and that was it. No, I'm talking about not the pick that he threw, the pick that when they had him at receiver trying to do the Philly special. Oh, and he, his ass fell down? <laughs> yeah, like that's time. He posted that bitch on the, um, on Twitter, like, this would have been six if I did Randy Moss that motherfucker. <laughs> hey, Brady Moss. Hey, 2-0 after the divorce. So we'll see what happens, man. Maybe the Bucks can pick up steam. Nah, facts. I mean, they're 5-5 five and five right now. Next game, we had the Lions beating the Bears in Chicago. One point. I mean, Fields was beasted. Fields was fully unleashed, throwing the ball, finding open targets who were just like way wide too open for touchdowns, and then threw a fucking pick six, and the Lions take the lead. And that was just like the 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 broke the back because it was such a close game, and then that pick six was just like, oh fuck. Fun fact. I hadn't. I've been starting McCole Hartman at the um at the flex all for the last week. Last week, and I picked him up off the waivers. Dropped twenty three points for me. <laughs> but McCole Hartman was out this week, so I went. I was looking for waivers. I was like, Yo, who do I know might score a touchdown this week? That's all I was looking for. And then I find Cole Komet. I was like, What? Justin Fields love this motherfucker. There's no way. And guess who just happened to pick him up thirty minutes before the game. And ended up that boy scoring two touchdowns for me. <laughs> Snap, McCulkin had a fucking day. He was just way too open for some of them catches. Bro, that last that one in the third quarter for the touchdown was insane. I was like, but did you guys even did you guys even pay attention to him, or was that just a bad hole in his own? And uh, Jeff Okada got the pick six, and he former teammate of Justin Fields back at Ohio State, which was a fun little connection there. Oh, man, no, someone said like. One all shit can ruin a lifetime of attaboys. And I was like, that's so true for Justin Fields because that one all shit was the kind of what everyone's going to remember right now. Not the fact that he had a fucking day on the ground and in the air. I'm so glad that he finally was fully unleashed, but it's crazy. Like, that's what he had. What he scored a 69 yard touchdown this week? Yeah, to the house. Burnt the fuck out of them boys up the middle. I was shook. 147 yards on 13 carries, two touchdowns. And that's crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Whoever their coach is, they might it might be smart to fire him too. Cause like you took you this long to realize this shit. It's like kind of, you could kind of say it's like similar to Nick Sirianni last year with um Jalen Hurts. 
take them a minute to sit down and realize, like, yo, these motherfuckers can run, so let's run this bitch. <laughs> no, true. And Lions, first back-to-back wins for them with Jared Goff. So Dan Campbell, both of them, first ever back-to-back wins. So they, they're turning a new leaf this year. Hey, shout out my Lions, man. You know I got love for them boys. You know I be picking against their ass religiously. Our next game, the Titans beating the Broncos. We, we both were all over the Titans. I even made that my uh, lock at the and the best bet. Both cash. Like, it wasn't because of Derrick Henry, though. It, it was a team effort. I mean, Tannehill hitting the flea flicker, for, uh, which was nasty. That was- uh, what else? Tannehill, I think, I think he threw another touchdown. He had, like, two total touchdowns. Derrick Henry only had, like, 50 yards, so they kept him at bait. The Broncos' defense did their best. They only let him score 17 points. But the offense for the Broncos, once again, six six sacks on Russell Wilson this week by the uh, Titans' defense. Six sacks. And I think that another lineman got hurt in this game, and he's hitting the injury report. So it's, this is looking rough for the Broncos, who put all this money into this season. Hey, man, that luck. I always like when the game ends with a pick, like the the, the quarterback's trying to force something, fourth down, and then they just throw that bitch up and they pick that bitch off. Like defense seals the game type shit. It's always good. They had a chance to win this. And, like, I'm not going to sit here and act like the um, the Titans had it the whole game because I thought when the Broncos um, – because Cortland Sonnen, that pass, that catch that he made with the one – the only reason why it's not the best catch is because Jake – because Jake Jennings literally reached all the way back and took out a grown man's motherfucking hand and caught that bitch like this. Like, he didn't even put it on his body. He caught it like this. So, but that Cortland Sutton catch was nasty, too. But I thought this offense was just willing, was kind of willing their way into um, playing this, winning this game. And I can't remember who scored the touchdown. I want to say it was not Cortland Sutton, maybe number 19 or number 14, the one that way they broke up the, um, broke up the sideline. I was like, Virgil. Oh. Virgil. I was like, oh. Oh, these motherfuckers came to win. Like, that was his I thought first I was catch of the touch. season, I believe, too. Nice. I thought that was game right there. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, oh, Broncos made me look stupid this week. Fucking, but nah. Ryan Tannehill got something, had something for that, which was insane. Yeah, I mean, the defense is showing out uh, for the Titans, too. Like, six sacks to clap to them, boys. But uh, the wide receiver was Westbrook for Tannehill. He had like 119 yards, two touchdowns. Like his ass was cooking for Tannehill's ass this week. Hey, what they say, man, it was one A.J. Brown away. I think one they're trying Brown. to <laughs> Robert Woods ain't doing it for him. Imagine getting Robert Woods thinking like, oh, yeah, he'll be a nice replacement for A.J. Brown. <laughs> Next game, the Chiefs beating the Jaguars 27-17. to 17. I mean, this was – at some points, it looked like the Jags were about to be done, and then the and then the Chiefs uh, throw like an interception to the Jaguars defense, and it's like, hold on, maybe the Jaguars still got it left in them. But the Chiefs, I did. We both picked them for a reason here. I did make it in my bet. I did say wait to plus ten, which it was at plus ten, and if you took it at plus ten, we pushed. We got a tie. Nah, dead ass. I mean, uh, I look at this game as like the fucking. The Jaguars did everything they could, like everything. They started off with an onside kick. They never gave up. They still were scoring touchdowns. They're trying to, like you said, they, the Chiefs were turning it over and they were trying to capitalize. Chiefs just have way too much firepower for the ass. Yeah, and uh, Kadarius, uh, Kadarius Tony scoring a touchdown. Jumping Monson up on somebody. On one leg, running that, running up that side. That was fine. I'm not going to lie to you. But I feel like that's all he's meant to do, like 
Juju got hurt. Or yeah, no, Juju, Juju did get hurt. He probably gonna be out. Then my prop bet was looking good. He had a couple catches for like thirty yards in the first quarter, and then he he got he got blown to smithereens, and they carted him off or he walked off. But yeah, he would it was he was a bad play. They just say he got blown to smithereens. <laughs> hey, it didn't look good, but neither did the Jaguars this week. Our next game, though, we had the Giants beating the Texans 24 to 16. It was ugly this first half, 7 3 at halftime. And then the offense started scoring. But Damian Pierce seems to be the only thing the Texans got. Davis Mills, he had 300 yards, but it didn't look like it. He had like 300 yards, but it, he, nothing amounted to much of it. Dead eyes. Shaquan got 35 carries. 152 yards, like the days of being worried if Shaquan get hurt and limiting his carries, those are long gone, bro. 35 carries. Then we had the Dolphins blowing out the Browns, 39-17. Tua, man. Tua. (laughs) That boy's cooking. Like Tyreek didn't have a great day. Waddle only had like 65 yards. Everyone else had like 190 yards combined. Like he threw the eight different receivers. Like shit was going. Like he, he was getting it done. Trent Surfield, dog, certified dog. He seems to be the number three receiver. I forgot Cedric Wilson's even on the team. Like Trent Surfield seems to be legit. And Jeff Wilson, I love Raheem Morster, but Jeff Wilson, 17 carries, 119 yards. Like he seems to be the the, the back we've been looking for. You know you ain't shit, right? I wanted to bring up, I wanted to put respect on Jeff Wilson first because fuck Raheem was that. Bro, I'm still mad. Bro got me one point that one week. Ever since then, I've never been, I don't think I could ever be a fan again. I could meet Bro in person. I'd be like, oh, Raheem was that. Congratulations. Since coming back from injury to his like four game run, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions. Like, boy is like, He's cooking. Like, he jumped Josh Allen in the MVP odds on betting websites. He's now the third favorite behind Mahomes and Hurts. Like, the tuba effect is real. Nah, that shit is fine. And, like, he deserves it, man. It's crazy to think that they attempted to bench him last year. Brian Flores, bro, fuck that, man. And they they started losing when they benched him. Brian Flores, bro, he's, he's like a fucking movie villain, bro. He's probably sitting at home so mad now. That he's like just a linebacker coach for the Steelers. Like not, not like he went from head coach of Miami to a linebacker coach on the Steelers. And it's all because you hated on Tua. You didn't believe in bro. Like that's insane. The whole time you're trying to get Deshaun Watson. And we just bust the Browns. I know it wasn't with Deshaun Watson, but we had a when we put 39 on their head, we put 30 something last week, 29 the week before. Like Tua we're scoring. I think we can shoot out with anybody in AFC East. I can't wait for the playoffs. Or the nah, AFC. That- and and in the whole AFC, but that I looked at this shit like we was on that. We saw like, yo, this offense is a problem, and they're showing that like you have one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league right now, and he can hit his targets in stride. Most accurate quarterback in the NFL with the deepest throw per attempt, nine yards per attempt. That man's throwing a first down for every damn near every throw. I mean, you can do that when you got motherfucking Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Like, you got fast-ass motherfuckers. And they just set you big-ass down low. You can Not do that. Not facts. But people were putting, like, Waddle's 
people were, right, no one, people were downplaying like, oh, Waddle's not going to have another thousand yard season because Tyreek's going to. And I was like, both of them, who's covering? I've been saying since pre, who's covering that much speed on the field? And people think two is not going to get it to him. So like, I'm happy Waddle's the number five receiver in yards, and Tyreek's number one is like, yeah, <laughs> this is what the offense is. Everyone that wanted to hate on this, like, we're coming for you. Next game, we had the Cardinals beating the Rams. We kind of hit on this a lot earlier, but the Rams, it was backup versus backup, and Colt McCoy seems to be a fucking a player. I forgot Colt McCoy existed until I seen his name on the stat line. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I, I should have known. Like, I didn't change my pick. I was like, maybe Sean McVay still cooked something up. But when it was Colt McCoy versus Sam Wofford, I should have known Colt McCoy was going to get up. I trusted this defense, and I'll never do that again. I'm thinking the L.A. Rams defense is a problem to 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 a motherfucker Kingsbury site. Uh, James Conner two touchdowns, sixty nine yards. DeAndre Hopkins ten catches, ninety eight yards. I mean, the, the offense didn't look bad in the hands of Colt McCoy. And then um, on the other side. With the Rams, Cooper Cup, he getting hurt. He's high, high ankle sprain. It looks pretty bad, they're saying. So he's probably going to be out for a few weeks. So that's not nah, good. But God, and it's terrible for my fantasy. But as long as he's back for playoff time. A lot of fantasy. team, a lot of fantasy still has Allen Robinson in the waivers because he's been such a disappointment this year. I would say go pick him up because they have no other receiver that can be really wide receiver one like that. And like he might be the one thrusted into those 10, 11 targets. Yeah, no wrap up. Next game, 49ers beating this Chargers team. It, it was close at half. Chargers are winning, seven, I think, like 16-10. They didn't score another point after that. Char- the 49ers is Elijah Mitchell. They get, kept feeding him the ball. Christian McCaffrey making a few catches. Brandon Ayuk, who I thought – I mean, he dropped uh, – it was a drop for the touchdown, but that was a nasty route to get open, like – He's low-key coming into his own on the other side of Debo. Nah, this team, this 49ers team is very interesting to me. Because we beat them. And we beat them, in my opinion, convincing. So, I see, I just see them play against other teams, and I wonder, like, what the fuck y'all got up? Because Jimmy G, he doesn't have terrible games, but he doesn't have a 100 interceptions game, you feel me? And the fact that they can just feed their firepower and they've got their will and they're making ways work with Ayu Debo and Christian McCaffrey. And you got Elijah Mitchell and you got the, the um, fullback, the jit, um, I don't know how to say his last name. Like, choose your check. Or... Yeah, I was going to say, like, Brett's the best at a dying position. I'm pretty sure he's the only reason why people still know what fullbacks are. So, motherfucking, this 49ers team, if they can pick up some steam, they could go back to the conference championship together. Yeah, him. Juice check and the only other for uh, uh fullback is Alec Ingold, who was who is now on the Dolphins. Mike McDaniel, 49er system, like the only two systems that are going to keep that fullback alive. Dead ass. Yep, 49ers five and four, right behind the Seahawks, who, who just lost this week. So that division is still up for grabs, and it seems to be only those two. I mean, maybe the Cardinals make a run now that D Hop's back, but that's the Rams look dead. Oh, Rams is dead. Because dead. Super Bowl. Fuck a Super Bowl hangover. Them niggas got a Super Bowl motherfucking. Super Bowl alcohol poison. Yeah, them, them boys need help right now. Our our last game, 
biggest upset of the week, double-digit underdog. The commies came to upset the Eagles. Perfect season, leaving them boys eight and one. Score, scoring on a fumble recovery just to, on, on the last play of the game, just to fucking run the score up on their ass. Tyre Heineke, I mean, they're winning with him. They're, he's not. I mean, he threw that late game interception, but. He was making some throws before that. Like, they're looking not bad with him. I mean, what the fuck happened? I was, like, watching this game, but I was just looking like, Eagles really not going to come back? Like, that was me watching this game the entire day. Like, Eagles are not going to come back for that. That's crazy. Hurts throwing interceptions. I think, I want to say two interceptions. No, just one interception. But then there was the fumble by – I don't I don't even want to say I don't even know how to say his name, but the turnovers, like I felt like the commanders played their best game of football all year and the Eagles played probably one of their worst games of the of the year. And it was still only like a three point game in the fourth quarter. And then there's a little bit more side. I mean, there was a missed face mask call on Goddard that would have given them the first down. Instead, Washington gets the ball back. But there was a, so many times the Eagles could have took the lead and they just couldn't do it. And that us. Hey, sometimes you start feeling yourself a little too much. I don't know what happened. They were getting a little sloppy. Now, no. 1972 Dolphins are still the only team with the undefeated record. I've been screaming all see. I've been screaming the last three, four weeks. Like the Eagles are due for an L. They're a good team and they do great things, but they're due for an L. I just didn't know it was gonna come from the commies. The mightiest underdog we could find. The scrappiest. But that's been the that was a whole week ten for y'all boys. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was a great week of fucking football. A lot of shit talking getting done. I got a dub in fantasy. Lost in my other fantasy to <laughs> this motherfucker. Uh, yes, sir. I gotta start making some trades or something. There's it's one it's you know you got a bad team, which is cool, but like you, it's tough when you slowly see them just get worse and worse and worse. And now you're not even scoring 100 no more. It's like, fuck. Not fat. Hey, I think the trade deadline ended, though. I think, or maybe it's this weekend, so you better hurry up. Oh, wow. Bet. But wrap it up for them, boys, Kev. Hey, man. This has been another episode of Told You Bitch Podcast. But, hey, I don't mind telling you if you didn't know, your bitch. That I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham winning content. I'm your boy Kev Waterboy Savoy. And I would tell you, but I'm gonna let my dog Iced Up Patrick Peterson, because Ice Up Iced Up Kirk Cousins has retired. Iced Up Patrick Peterson tell you that you's a bitch. I got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't not new. Fuck it. Let him in. Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen. Knowing that I'm heaven sent. Higher than I ever been.